welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are here for a new mini-series we will be covering called Nine Perfect Strangers. This is on Hulu. I don't know much of anything about this show other than it's got an outstanding cast. And Sasha recommended this. Sasha never recommends anything. So I was like, let's do this for her. So here we are. Since it is the first episode of a new series, we will go ahead and take a look behind the curtains. I just want to ask Piers, maybe grab a pencil, take some notes. I'm about to drop knowledge. So this is a television series that's based off of a 2018 novel of the same name. If you do hear a little buzzing, I don't know what that vacuuming, it's been happening all day long. Can't avoid it, so I'll try to get it out in, in editing, but you may hear it, so sorry. Uh, but the novel was written by Leanne Mortuary. The show was created by David E. Kelly. Not sure what he has worked on, but we're going to find out. <laughs> Looks like L.A. Law, Picket Fences, Chicago Hope, The Practice, Allie McBeal, Boston Public, Boston Legal, The Wedding Bells, and it looks like from present, some sporadic things out there, including uh, Spearheading, it looks like, Big Little Lies. Huh, I've been wanting to watch that show, but... There's another part of me that doesn't want to watch the show. <laughs> uh, this series is directed by Jonathan Levine, who is a screenwriter and a director. See what he has in his portfolio here. 50-50. I watched that. Warm Bodies the Night Before, Snatched and Long Shot. For television, it looks like uh, just Rush in this particular show. It was also developed by uh, John Henry Butterworth, as well as created by David E. Kelly. Let's get to our cast of characters. We have Nicole Kidman as Masha. Wow. They really want me to say this last name and not butcher it. Dimitrienko. I think I did pretty well. The founder of wellness resort called Tranquilum House. Melissa McCarthy as Francis Welty. Michael Shannon as Napoleon McCarney. Luke Evans as Lars Lee. Ugh, he has a first name named Lars. Even as a fictional thing, it's just like, wow. Samra Weaving as Jessica Chandler. Aisha Ketty as Heather McCarney. Melvin Gregg as Ben Chandler, Tiffany Boone as Delilah, Manny Jacinto as Yao, Grace Van Patten as Zoe McCarney, Zoe Tarakis as Glory, Regina Hall as Carmel Snyder, and Bobby Canaval as Tony Hogborn. I've been wondering what Bobby played in. This, his face was bothering me this whole time. I was like, what have I seen him in recently? 
So I have to go look on what television shows he's been in. Because <laughs> I know I've seen something with him. And look, there's nothing. He's been in a lot of stuff. But I guess he's just one of those faces and I don't necessarily remember everything I see. Yeah, he's, he's been in a lot. Speaking of a lot, the executive producers on this mug. <laughs> Samantha Strauss, John Henry Butterworth, Molly Allen, Melissa McCarthy, Leanne Mor- Mortuary, uh, Jonathan Levine, Jody Madison, Steve Huchinski, Bruna Papadria, Nicole Kidman, Persari, David E. Kelly. Producers are Jillian Boer and Barbara Gibbs. And music for this eight-episode miniseries is by Marco Beltrami and Miles Hankins. So let's all give a round of applause so that we can jump into this first episode. Random Acts of Mayhem was directed by Jonathan Levine, written by David E. Kelly and John Henry Butterworth. Premiered August 18th of 2021. It was a three-episode drop, which is a new thing now. I both enjoy and despise it because if you're doing a podcast on it, you're like, oh, so much fucking work. But if you're just watching it, you're like, yeah, give me more. I don't have to wait two weeks to get uh two more weeks of content i rather like that and it tells if you're going to be in the sh- into a show or not i gave this premiere episode an eight out of ten it was definitely a character introduction to a lot of folks and trying to assimilate to who this group of people is going to be and how they're going to interact with each other we've already had a few interactions unfold and then we have our mysterious masha I'm going to start with her in this episode because we see her so very briefly because I didn't do a scene by scene recap because I really just wanted to watch this first episode and get the feel of it but Masha is the founder of this wellness resort that all of these people have rather I don't know sporadically decided to visit she says things don't feel random she had a moment where she was watching people on monitoring systems she was um watching them on video and how they were doing around the resort she seems to have no privacy whatsoever even though the rules say don't bring in a b c d f g you don't get to then be mad that someone took the shit you ain't supposed to have and legally sign a contract not to have here so i don't think you have the right to be upset about that and expecting privacy and when you sign shit read it read it all of the fine print matter of fact if i'm going to somewhere and they're having me sign something i automatically i'm like uh we make sure i have my lawyer check this over real quick matter of fact where was these documents on the website when you accepted me um she has a brief moment with francis's character and she tells her that she's going to suffer like everyone is going to suffer 
and they're all here for a reason and she later introduces herself to the group she uh is very mystical to her she has this very ethereal is what i believe francis labeled her effect as soon as she comes into the room and she starts to tell a little bit about her story she recalls how she used to be a workaholic she used to do drugs she used to put toxins in her body and then one day she got shot what what the fuck my first question was what the fuck did you do to earn yourself a bullet because if it was an intentional thing which it seems like it was then uh <laughs> you was not living the best kind of life but we see the flashback she's very much a power driven personality and she remarks that um that uh Yao's character who we see was an EMS driver or an EMS attendee was the one that saved her life so now she works or he works with her i know that is jason mendoza the first time i saw her saw him i was like oh my god that's jason he fine he did not look this fine the whole time he was jason <laughs> maybe because jason was so fucking stupid i could not even afford him attractiveness because everything out of his mouth completely ruined what was possibly fuckable so yeah i'm glad to see him still getting work <laughs> <laughs> and he's playing a more serious character so i want to know more he had a very brief scene we'll talk about that later we're still with masha then we'll go with her attendees so masha confronts the group she at first lets them know my house my rules tells tony that it's not a coincidence that you are here she then talks about how they are going to find some type of death and rebirth here that they're going to come away healthy and she's going to be the one receiving the news that said oh masha you were so right i am now a better happier person this is something that she is notarized for being able to do as even the gas station attendant knows that everybody comes back with a facelift from life a facelift of life i should say <laughs> so we have heather napoleon's wife she gets upset about this because her daughter gets upset and runs out saying you know our situation why would you bring that up and she tells her to step in the middle and we get our more defining line of the episode when masha says i mean to fuck with you all while there seem to be other attendees we focus on delilah and yao who seem to be very close friends because he busts her smoking and she says i just need a cigarette because these people seem much more contentious than maybe she's used to but 
he says that trust Masha she knows what she's doing and other than that one hilarious scene when he was next to Francis and she was like Heather's a bitch and his name is bruh while I expected it from Francis his response of being okay so we're gonna <laughs> like how did I get assigned this one speaking of Francis let's start with her first she is apparently a author who recently has submitted a novel that was uh, not a success they actually want to buy her out of her contract we seem to have something going on with her love life she's waiting for someone to call he ain't calling her friend calls instead to tell her you know don't worry about all of your troubles but i love you and i don't want you to change when she hears from her author or her author from her publisher or is it her agent i think it was her agent that she was not going to be uh renewed her contract i guess what that means when they buy you out or maybe they're just like we want to end your contract right now that makes a lot more sense she decides to pull over the side of the road and have a mental meltdown where we meet our other character tony for the first time who decides to stop and then decide to chastise her for living her life shut the fuck up i will fucking laser you with alien fucking eyes and explode your fucking head if you just wanted to be a good dude and ask hey are you okay that's a very passing comment that you need to keep in your car like you need to say from your car is what i meant <laughs> like hey you okay yeah i'm good all right just wanted to make sure there was nothing that you needed that was possible assistance not let me sit here and tell you about how crazy you look and sound just keep it fucking moving keep it fucking moving mind your business this is none your business keep going gonna try some supplements get the fuck out of here <laughs> not even a fan of francis but um he had no reason to stop and berate her for her own crazy ass actions like i'm on the side of the road out in nature trying to have a moment can you allow me to have that she gets in to the resort can't get off of her phone because she needs to talk to everybody after her terrible news she runs into carmel carmel let's say carmel she runs into carmel and carmel we'll talk about her later but i wouldn't have said excuse me when you ran into my ass i know that much but then when she has someone who actually admires her as francis welty the novelist she completely just disregards her and walks away like chatty kathy she talked too much like damn you would think you would need a fan in this moment where you feeling real low but no she just wants to be a bitch she comes across she gonna say i lost my guy no you kept walking and your guy decided he needed a moment to take a hit of a joint to deal with your ass <laughs> that's when she meets napoleon those two though would seem to get along even though 
Or maybe it's him and Chatty Cathy. That's the two that needs to talk. Because <laughs> Napoleon is diarrhea of the mouth. He yelling out his name. Like, hey, Napoleon. She gonna say, what is... I don't even remember. Like, Stalin or some shit. Naming a... a <laughs> another dictator. And she's like, oh, I thought it was a game. I'm like, no, unless they say Marco and then Polo. So I, I would never have someone scream out Napoleon and think to respond. Whatever. That's when she meets Heather and Heather took offense at the fact that she goes, well, you look like a nice family. You must have everything going on for you. And then that's when Heather was like, why would you say that? You don't know shit about me and you coming into my sphere making assumptions this is a health spa clearly for people with more than just a need for a vacation obviously because your ass is here so uh yeah that's when she makes the comment goes to her room she keeps trying to say that you know maybe she shouldn't be here and then that's when uh yao gives her kind of a little bit of a pep talk you're gonna be okay and then she starts crying and that's when masha makes her appearance for the most part she seems to have settled down in the the circle of trust she tells um who was it one of the others that she met her now we're gonna struggle and then we had another guest i think it was Lars' character said that they, or Bobby, or Tony, that said that they get switched up or something like that. Let's move on to Lars himself. He said that he is here for work when he was caught on the phone. Well, he wasn't actually caught, just eavesdropped on. So I'm guessing he's an investigative journalist or something to that effect. Uh, maybe he's interested in how the resort is successful because it seems to be a very lucrative endeavor. Whatever his purpose is, it's definitely on the shady side. He hasn't come for help, help, but I think he gonna get some regardless. <laughs> um, he seems to be in a struggling place or over place with his boyfriend that's what i'm who i'm guessing that was who he called and was texting and was calling him a narcissist and that it was over he said your business is not my business anymore and hangs up on him that really hurt my feelings he does very much feel like a narcissistic asshole he's the first to meet carmel why do i have a hard time saying carmel why he meets her in the store and uh when he meets her in the store she's a little nosy looking into his phone i'd be like yeah back the fuck up too but at the same time she's trying to be friendly like we're going to the same place he's like yeah but i don't need help like you i was like damn he didn't say that but everything about his aura was he's trying to sneak in junk food and then he's the one upset when he's busted they didn't find out about his little watch phone yet I wonder how long that will be. And for the most part, he was just a douchebag. That's all we got on him. 
Let's go to the other single person, which is Carmel. As we well, there's Carmel and Tony. Let's talk about Carmel net first. We know that she's a single mother, or at least she has kids. I think I saw that she was a single mother when I was looking up stuff. I didn't look too much past that, but that she is a parent. She uh it very is the only one to easily give up her phone. And for the right reasons was trepidatious about it. Like I have children and they say they're in here and in your heart, not in the phone. She seems to want to try to make friends or at least be friendly to people. She was sitting out in nature, having a forest bath, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) And she thinks she hears a creek and it's Tony pissing. Because he really couldn't find himself a goddamn bathroom around the place. They see me rolling and they are hating me and they think that I am trying to ride so dirty. They think I'm riding dirty. They think I'm riding dirty. They think I'm riding dirty, but I'm just regular dirty. She had earlier tried to make friendly with Francis, actually recognizing her and Francis blew her off. I don't think she met the Marconi family. She had no interaction with them. Uh, Her and Delilah, I thought, were a nice little... Like, she was very uplifting to her. Very supportive. And I think that is pretty much all other than I can... Like, she was the only one that seems to be overwhelmed with joy to be here and wanting to have a makeover. (laughs) you know a mental makeover of whatever she's going through but she is a pushover that much is evident by the way people talk to her act around her she does not have a lot of assertiveness and that's very unfortunate so let's go to bobby the last uh single guy or tony i keep wanting to call him bobby because that's the actor's name don't know much about tony other than he really doesn't want to be here has tried to leave several times (laughs) uh has a daughter it would seem that he does love but she doesn't seem to be very interested in daddy he uh pretty much is an overall asshole to everyone he meets and that pretty much sums him up We'll move to the couple, Heather and Ben. This is an interracial couple. It looks like that Heather is more of a social media, or no, not Heather. Her name's Jessica. I have to get all these. uh, Yeah, it's Jessica and Ben Chandler. So she seems to be someone who posts on Instagram her whole life story. He clearly is annoyed by this. They are having problems in their marriage and this is a way she feels that they can reconnect. He likes driving that Lamborghini though, even though um, they look so ugly. I don't know why people like that car. (laughs) I don't think it looks attractive at all, not even a little bit. 
she kind of seems like a very dumb blonde and he looks like he's young and has wealth and likes having his girl on his side but doesn't seem to think that they need this type of help in the relationship but she does is she doing it more for the notoriety i'm not sure i kind of felt bad for her in the hot tub though like she's clearly being like oh remember the time where we went last time we were in a hot tub and we got kicked out because we was fucking so much and he's like yeah that was crazy so there's a huge disconnect between their communication I don't know maybe he feel he can't communicate her because he loves her for all the things that is not on the SATs uh there's a moment where Napoleon comes into the hot tub to interrupt I'm not trying to interrupt your romantic shit but I'm gonna go ahead and take off these sandals because I'm getting in there regardless he then does give like he's like oh you're the guy that drives the lamborghini i would love to check that out and he's like yeah sure whatever man i'll let you uh have a ride in it and then he just stares at his wife can i please bite a chunk out of that ass then it's like just because i loaned you my car didn't mean i was loaning you out uh the wife i need you to keep your eyeballs firmly not on her tits because <laughs> she laughed at his uh you know because i'm a high school teacher his self-depreciating yeah i don't i don't know why i don't trust napoleon <laughs> i just don't <laughs> i can't put my finger on it but there's something or maybe i just don't like him as a character that's pretty much what uh, what we have with ben and jessica they just seem like a young couple i don't, I don't see much more of them and then we have our or at least in this episode unfolding about them and then we have our family which seems the odd thing out here because we have napoleon mentioning for the 50th time how they really can't afford this place and they got a discount they bring their 20 year old daughter heather didn't want her in her own room especially on this particular weekend i'm gonna guess they're dealing with the loss especially when heather ran off a little bit later when she talked about there can be rebirth and death and she was looking directly at her and that's when heather got upset like you know what we've been through why would you fuck with us like this but napoleon seems to think that this is a time to make friends and socialize whereas heather is a little bit more you know i want to go for a run she seems to have a panic attack he seems to be a little slow on the response to it now i don't know all of the dynamics but i would think if i'm sitting there and i'm having a panic attack you would have a little bit more i don't know empathy in your voice other than uh you'll get through that just just get through it (laughs) um she seems a little annoyed at him i was annoyed at him in the car when he just kept talking he admitted in the hot tub that if you allow him to keep talking eventually he'll find some poop and step into it 
but you are also a high school teacher, so you have to have some type of tact. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure the full story. I'm sure we're going to get it. But I do feel the disconnect. Heather did spy upon Lara's character, and she was very uh, forthcoming about the fact that she heard everything in his conversation, including the the mail that she uh brought up or he brought up or he was talking to he did not seem too happy about it but he did also say they may be friends we had uh tony kind of recognized by carmel she says don't i know you and she's like and he's like no so maybe there's something to that i think that's about what sums up the episode just a good feel of the characters who these nine strangers are and how they are already interacting with each other i'm curious to see how she gonna fix them in 10 days because i can't see it happening other than carmel <laughs> and maybe heather they seem to be inclined napoleon maybe but i feel as if he is something wrong with him i don't know i don't know what it maybe it's just michael shannon <laughs> he plays those type of characters where i'm like are you sane or are you not sane in this movie or television show so if you want to send feedback for our next episode lockercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>